What's up guys? Happy Thursday. It's a little bit chilly. It's a little bit rainy, but that's okay. We can still get after it. Get after that health and fitness. Just take it like it's yours, like you own it because it is. You're going to feel absolutely unbelievable when you get out there and get after it. Today we got Sophie on the radio with us and she is a student with Satanta College and has been doing our practical workshops here at Ronin. And Sophie has dyspraxia. She is currently training to be a PT to help teenagers specifically with dyspraxia achieve their goals in fitness and it's a fantastic story really pumped to get Sophie on and hear what she's all about I want to give a little bit of a shout out today to some of our newer listeners new members we got Miriam we got Ollie we got Tarsilla got some great feedback from them guys so you're super welcome to Ronin and to our crew and it's been a super pleasure to have you guys on board so far here we go guys listen up it's Sophie all right, Sophie. So thanks a million for coming on. And uh, we have met a couple of times now through the workshops at Satanta College here in Ronan. And I've had the absolute pleasure of showing you a couple of, couple of moves and a couple of things around fitness. And uh, I'd like you to maybe just start by giving us a little bit of an introduction uh, into how you got set up for Satanta. Yeah, so I um, have dyspraxia, which is developmental coordination disorder. And I was had a total aversion to the gym. You know, I just thought I don't belong there at all. And uh, and then about two and a half years ago, I found out that I had grade three arth- arthritis in my knee and that I'd need, need a knee replacement. But I was only just gone 30 and I didn't want to, you know, be facing that at such a young age. So I decided I'd have to go into personal training. So... I trained with a guy called Ronan in Tone Fit in Hoth and he trained me in such a way that everything made sense. He didn't make me, you know, he didn't use all these complicated words. You know, he he knew he understood that I I uh, learn by visual cues. All right. And so for example, for a deadlift, um he'd make a reference to a Tom and Jerry cartoon and say T- uh, tails and chair which is where one of them you know takes a bow and sits down yeah. um, before he's playing in a little concert and, you know, and for TRX rows he'd just say sunglasses and for me that was so much easier than listening to all you know these complicated instructions right. um, and so it just completely changed everything for me and I ended up really, really wanting to actually go into this myself and helping people like me realize that they can belong in a gym setting, it just, even if it means just being taught in a different way. Wow, that's so, amazing. Thank you. No, it was in- incredible. And um, it completely changed uh, my whole, like, it, it improved my coordination so much. And my concentration, um, but also my confidence as well. Like I became, I turned into much a happier person. Okay, right. And can I ask you then, when you got set up initially with Ronan, when you went into the gym, what were your what were your goals? Well, my goals were, were like my goals were weight loss. Okay. Um, I fully expected 
that I wouldn't stay beyond three or four weeks, you know, because that was just, you know, my thinking at the time was, you know, he's not going to understand about the dyspraxia, you know, um, but it turns out I didn't give him enough credit because he actually went and researched it a lot. Yes. For the first kind of six weeks, it was quite tough for both of us. I wasn't understanding his instructions, which he would be used to giving to people without dyspraxia. Right. You know, and so people without it um, can typically understand those instructions a lot easier. Um, so, but I, it just wasn't going in for me. So for the first six weeks, it was kind of hard for us both. But then he came up with a different way of using visual cues instead of wordy instructions. And it just changed everything. Right. That's amazing. And regarding sort of looking for a trainer for you, did you think about straight away kind of looking for specific trainers for specific reasons or were you just kind of going to go and and just hope that you could find a way to communicate? I was just I was just hoping that I'd find uh, a way to communicate and I'd heard that this guy was really good and so I I sent I sent a message and I kind of secretly hoped he'd never see it (laughs) (laughs) because you know I wasn't ready to to make that change but you know he did so <laughs> and then that's you know that was that two weeks later then I started training with him brilliant so you are kind of at a position now where you're saying it would be amazing for somebody with dyspraxia to maybe be able to tap into something online where they could say I want to get fit I want to lose a bit of weight and now I have this person who understands me a bit more absolutely absolutely and I and I think you know I think it's so important and I'm just going based off how much it changed everything for me, not just my coordination, but even down to daydreaming a lot less and right, stuff like okay. that because, because the way my muscles were working, uh, it just made everything interact, you know, together. So I'm, I'm a lot more uh, in the real world, <laughs> uh, wow. shall we say, like I don't daydream half as much. Um, it, it's a very, it's a very strange thing, uh, to explain but um but i'm completely uh you know i used to daydream all someone had to do before was just stop talking and i'd be completely back in dreamland but now i'm i spend so much more time like in the real world since i since he trained me that way that's absolutely fascinating sophie because as a as a fitness trainer myself and running the gym, one of the biggest things obviously is mental health with training, um, yeah. and kind of that effect that it can have on you outside of the the physical realm. And it sounds like uh, for somebody with dyspraxia, it's it's kind of a, you got to get to the gym quick. Yes, right, absolutely. Give, give it a go, huh? Absolutely, and I think you know, I think you know the benefit of you know where I'm coming from with this really is that I have dyspraxia myself and alongside that I have sensory processing challenges and so you know from I'd be at an advantage in that sense if somebody came into me I'd be able to recognize immediately if they needed me to have no music on or turn the music down and things like that so that it would make that a little bit easier for them 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And kind of, you'll have to pardon my, uh, my lack of knowledge here. I just, I, I thought you could educate me today, but you know, from, yeah. from a day to day perspective, I know you kind of mentioned say focus and, and that in, in your life and daily work and stuff like that. How would dyspraxia affect you? Is it a kind of a larger spectrum of, of different people that would be different and, or is there kind of some general things that people would kind of be affected by? There would be general things common to all, but it does affect everybody differently. Uh, so the common things, you know, it, the term is developmental coordination disorder. Uh, so, you know, coordination is key, is the key aspect, you know, fine and gross motor skills um, would be a key challenge. Like I can't tie my shoelaces a lot of the time and I can't drive and I can't swim, you know, using both arms and legs at the same time. And I can't cycle or rollerblade or things like that so a lot of coordination things um but also it it does tend to go deeper than that you know it it extends to you know your emotional regulation is very poor you know (laughs) you know you could you know you could cry at anything you know uh because you just can't regulate your emotions correctly and um you know but as you get into adulthood you kind of face different challenges you face budgeting challenges, you face challenges holding down a job because you don't fit in with the office culture or that, you know, you're just too disorganized or whatever. Mm. Um, so it does run a lot deeper than the name suggests. Mm. So it's probably, it sounds like it's quite largely uh, misunderstood. It's definitely misunderstood. And I think, you know, uh, from what I have experienced, people seem to think that it is a childhood, um, a childhood uh, issue, but it's not, you know, those children grow up into adults. And, you know, I've had experiences where I've said, oh, I have dyspraxia. And then they're like, oh, that's the one where you can't spell. I said, no, no, mm. it's, it's, that's, that's not, not, not the one. But um, right. and then I had um, people say, I thought only kids got that. you're born okay you know um so there is you know it's largely misunderstood and it's even simple things like um you know I I can't straighten my hair I can't do my makeup and things like that and people don't really you know people that can be often overlooked as well and it can also affect your pitch, uh, your tone of voice, your pitch, uh, your social cues. So I have a terrible tendency to interrupt people, but it's not that I'm not listening. It's that my brain has had a slight delay. So it's only processing the previous sentence. And by the time I've processed that, I immediately jump in, even if someone has kind of gone on with the next sentence. Right. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, so that can make, you know, social make for social challenges because people look at you and think you're just very self-centered or or something but it's actually just down to a delay in the the way the brain is processing information all right and would it be a case of could somebody have a like kind of a mild dyspraxia and go undiagnosed and just feel like they're it's kind of a personality thing or would that be absolutely absolutely i i have a lot of friends uh specifically based in the UK because I couldn't find any adult support group here in Ireland but so I joined in on a UK based one but a lot of those friends now would be undiagnosed but I went to a dyspraxia adult conference last October in Birmingham and they kind of said if you think you have it you have it because nobody would want this 
All right. So I was like, okay, that's yeah. a good point. You've, you've kind of looked this far into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And then in Ireland, is there any type of a community? Do you have any sort of link ups with people? Like, like if you are to go down the road of becoming a, a personal trainer for uh, gearing towards kind of uh, dyspraxia, is that something that you kind of, it's, it's going to be attractive to a group of people or is it going to be hard to find people? Is it- I don't think it'd be hard to find people because, um, because I do do a blog called Personal Training with Dyspraxia and there would be a lot of parents on there who would have teenagers. Um, right. But also I would have um, contacts with Dyspraxia Ireland and they would also deal with a lot of teenagers coming into young adults also. So right. that would be my main, that would be my main um, port of call for, for when the course is finished uh, to, to make those contacts. I can imagine at that age, it being tough enough age anyway as a teenager trying to kind of find your feet and fit in and all these different types of struggles. And now with social media and all to add dyspraxia into the mix is going to be a huge challenge. It's absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if if I can help change that for just one person, then it's, it's going to be worth all the time that I put into the course. Exactly. And we had a conversation there in the middle of the course on the weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I tried to get the message across to you that, you know, I, I'm super inspired by what you're doing. And straight away, like you told me straight away when we met exactly what you were doing, then I straight away I kind of have a conversation with the other tutor and we're like, wow, that's amazing. I go home and tell my family. I've spoken about it in the gym. I think it's, you know, everybody's doing these things for their own reasons, but I think this is a particularly special um, kind of area that you're getting into and you know I really wish you all the best of luck with it thank you so much and you've um, been great as well in the workshops and you know you know so attentive and very responsive and and very understanding that that there there were specific parts of, of last Saturday that were difficult coordination wise even down to those those things I can't even remember what they're called now but you know they were attached to the rig for the barbells yeah, the squat stance. Um, uh, sorry, the J-hooks, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. those things like that would be quite challenging for me, but you were you did recognise that straight away. Yeah, I mean, for me, from a coaching perspective, uh, I, I've obviously had many challenges over 10 years, different personalities, issues, health levels, mi- millions of different things. So when, when something comes along that I, I haven't really seen before, because I haven't actually had a client with dyspraxia before, uh, straight away, I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm gonna learn. I want to I I want to be I want to be able to serve everybody and to help everybody and to to meet them at the, at the level that they're at. You know, so it's a lesson for me. I suppose that's kind of one of the reasons why we're having this chat. And I'm definitely gonna go and read a little more because if if I'm gonna be a tutor to you and help you to become a personal trainer, then I have to understand how to communicate best with you. And myself and Ben had that chat the other day as well. You know, and yeah. uh, we we will. I am definitely gonna do better and uh, be better to help you to go and do your best for other people you know oh no i think i think you're you're both been fabulous and as i said the it's the practical workshops that really cement all the theory that i'm learning because it can be quite easy to get panicked when you're seeing all these words you haven't seen before but they all look the same yes yeah and you're questioning how much is actually going in but then you go into the practical setting and you realize you're retaining more information than you thought Mm. and when you get to kind of maybe a year two three years in uh what would your 
what was your structure going to look like? Do you think you'll have like a base in a gym or would you be kind of online going to meet people? Um, my, 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 you know, I had an idea in my head, you know, that if I could rent a room somewhere based near dyspraxia, Ireland, and, you know, and, you know, my, my initial, uh, my initial approach would be more bodyweight work because that's what helps center you and helps, uh, get the coordination, um, you know, improved slightly. So that would be my first approach, but then I would have equipment for if they wanted to take that next step to work with equipment. But, you know, how I would vision it is a large room uh, based near Dyspraxia Ireland with everything I need. And because I feel that it would be more helpful for them if my clients which is praxia and sensory processing challenges would be able to come in with no classes going on, on around them because that can be very, very distracting. Right. Yeah. Because that's, that was the only hard part that I found when I was training with Ronan in, in Hoth was that, you know, it was brilliant if it was just the two of us, but sometimes there were a few people there and you could just hear banging weights and I'm trying to focus on what he's saying trying to focus on the coordination then I hear music and then I hear banging weights from the other people so so much going on yeah so if I can if I can offer that to my clients that you know there'll be nobody else there and it's their choice if they want music and things like that yeah brilliant yeah so just again just taking that idea of being a personal trainer just making it personal for people and giving them what they want and need absolutely and I think you know and you know Ronan was very good like that he could sometimes I just wouldn't even need to say anything but you know he could tell like the hands would start to go up to the ears and he'd just turn off the music right okay you so know, he's picking, so he up, got picking to up on know. the cues yeah right so like I mean for a lot of us trainers like especially me anyway definitely you're kind of looking you kind of pick a couple of experts and it's people you know maybe worldwide and you'll follow and you'll take what you like and you make it your own and stuff. Do you have any kind of, is there people leading this field worldwide, like the exercise and dyspraxia or are you kind of, you know, working on your own as such? I'm working on my own as such. I mean, I'm open to correction on that, but I've, I've yet to find, I've yet to come across someone who is doing this. So, I mean, I have a blank canvas, so to speak, and, you know, it's not going to be perfect, but I will take, I will take what I've learned from doing the course since the Tanta College and from what Ronan has taught me and combine the two and try and make the best service that I can. That So that makes it about a thousand times more exciting then because you're going to be the uh, industry leader. <laughs> <laughs> I know, whoever would have thought that. <laughs> no, yeah. but I mean, that's that's what that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day, I, I started in a field with some sandbags and we eventually get to the stage now where I get to teach students coming forward through PT and you, a couple of years down the line, you know, who knows what way this is going to go for you, but it sounds like well, you've got the energy, you've got the experience, you know, you've, you've got your finger on the pulse and you really disguise the limit for you, I think, Sophie. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. You know, I'm obviously nervous, but, you know, I'm halfway through the course now. And, you know, every, every hurdle I thought I wouldn't overcome, I've overcome. You know, yeah. yes. I, didn't expect to, I didn't expect to pass the first assignment. I did. didn't expect to pass the first module. I did. Didn't expect to pass the anatomy and physiology exam. <laughs> and I did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's also having 
to have a little more faith in myself as well and to say, you know, the theory is one part, but, you know, you know that you can bring something from a practical element also. Yes, absolutely. Well, look, if there's anything I can do with the help along the way, don't be afraid to give me a shout anytime. And I really appreciate you coming on and helping me understand this practice a little bit more. And I wish you all the best and I shall see you in the next week or three. Okay, thank you so much for everything.